What is up, everyone? My name is Evan Kidd. Welcome back to another episode of Convincing Creatives Podcast. Today, we have a fresh guest here on the show. We have Eric Morgan joining us. Eric is a guitarist. He's a musician. He's also a product manager at Facebook, so he's very familiar with the tech side of things and technology as well. So I think there's a really cool uh, mixture of art and science and tech that we're going to talk about in this episode, and I'm really excited for y'all to hear it and hear what we're talking about. Eric is also a fellow North Carolinian. He comes to us by way of Charlotte, North Carolina. So always exciting to talk to another fellow North Carolina artist out there. Obviously, I'm doing my thing here in Raleigh. So anytime I see North Carolina folks out in the world crushing it creatively, I always got to tip my hat and pay respect. Uh, you may have also heard some of the music he's made in a variety of different bands over the years. Bands such as A Hero of Fake, Brigades, and Tiny Ghosts. You can hear all that stuff on Spotify and on the internet if you want to get a taste of the music. But highly recommend you go check it out. There's some really great tunes out there. Additionally, before we jump into the full episode, I'm going to take a quick second and plug my new movie. It's called Panda Barrett. Yes, Panda Barrett. It's about a rapper named Camus Leonardo and his best friend Panda, who is a literal panda bear in a mascot costume. It's a wild movie. It's got comedy. It's got drama and a whole heaping ton of surrealism. So if y'all have the chance, please do check it out. It is streaming for free on Tubi TV, and you can also rent and buy it on Amazon. Enough plugging, enough of my thing here. Let's jump right into the full episode with Eric Morgan. Thanks again for listening to Convincing Creatives. to chat with you about a lot of things but before we jump into it all uh what's just like a great little introduction you could give people about what you're doing uh, i see some guitars in the background so i know music <laughs> is near and dear to your heart um so yeah what are you up to what are you you know what have you done creatively what is your kind of vibe yeah so yeah just very quickly like right now um musically um i play in a band called brigades um sort of this post-punk sort of uh band we uh, i joined that band 2016 so I've been with them for a few years put out some music I'm still writing with them um and uh also have a project called Tiny Ghost which is like an indie sort of pop project that is just uh me and my uh one of my longtime friends Diane um who's up in Brooklyn started doing over the last year really I think like right when COVID was starting so that's been like a, a fun uh, like channel for me to do like different kind of things that I would normally knew it doing like guitar based music. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of what I've been doing creatively. Um, and then professionally, I'm, I'm a product manager at Facebook, which is, uh, probably, uh, yeah, I, I'm cool. sort of an odd career path. Um, and so no, that's awesome. Like the art and the tech kind of fusing together. Yeah, and like uh, we could get into this later, but I think uh, yeah, I think they've really like sort of helped each other a lot. Um, there's a lot of parallels there that I think um, yeah, it might not be so obvious, but definitely have helped me out and like gotten me to where I am today. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely curious about those parallels because I've seen like folks in tech uh, and you know the sciences and things like that. There's things that will sometimes like unexpectedly carry over to the arts and vice versa. So I think it's always important to stay balanced out there. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, that's awesome. So I want to talk specifically about music first. So okay. what inspired like your general passion for music and guitar? Was this something you grew up with? Or was this something that you just, you know, gravitated to because you met people who did it? What was kind of that origin story? Yeah, so my dad, uh, growing up, my dad played a car guitar sort of just casually. Yeah. Um, but he always had one around the house and would just like play songs with us as kids. Um, and so that really was like my avenue to start. Like, you know, when I was probably like 11 or 12, I started picking up his guitars and like messing around and then trying to learn, um, trying to learn like, you know, my favorite songs at the time, which were like, probably like early pop punk and uh yeah. like uh like eve six fastball like really old alt <laughs> yeah. stuff um but yeah that's really what got me like hooked on guitar i think i was thinking about this other day um like the the point in my i learned i was really infatuated with music very very young so i, I remember like very clearly i was probably in like third or fourth grade in elementary school we had this like folk band come to our school and like do this demonstration on stage or whatever. And, you know, they were doing like wash bucket things like the string bass or whatever. Um, and they like each gave us like an instrument for part and they gave me like spoons or some shit. And when 
like and they had everybody play together and like something like even just like playing the spoons like something about like doing that with other people and like it just like took me over and like yeah. i remember at that point i was like this feels like really like even this feels just different than like other things like playing or playing sports or whatever like felt and um i think even to today like when i like perform or play a show or something like yeah there's a feeling that it's hard to describe but it's hard to get anywhere else like it's just a mix of adrenaline and like demonstrating things you've worked on so hard and like your passion and like this community of people like getting into it is always like it's just yeah feeling it's hard to get um like in other places in life one thousand percent no i think the collaborative and communal part of art creativity music you know starting a band like any of that like there is something really tangible behind that like i know for myself i do filmmaking and like for me i love just like even a you know two three person crew just like problem solving figuring things out you know organizing shots like and music too is so interesting because i think it's so accessible like music uh, you know, for film, you know, sometimes you need big budgets and, you know, you have to have crew and things and, you know, you need instruments for music, but there's something very accessible about music because, you know, we can all sing, whether you can actually sing or not, you can, you know, take a tin can and, you know, play drums or something like there's something just very like accessible about it that I love. And like for myself, I also had a dad that grew up playing guitar. And so like, yeah. I, I very much relate to that because he was always doing guitar and he like tried to get me to play, but like, I could never get past like the finger calluses. So <laughs> I, I gravitated to drums, which was like a whole separate thing. And then yeah. my parents were like, oh, now you've got these big loud drums in the house. But, <laughs> but I loved it. It was, it was great. And, you know, but yeah, man, I love that. Um, what do you feel like with like specifically the genres of music that you're playing like right now i feel like pop punk is almost having a bit of a revival resurgence in some ways with like gen z discovering stuff and like it's it's fun to watch yeah i was thinking about this other day too about like the sort of like the older you get the more you recognize sort of like the cyclical nature of it right, right. and so like i think i'm getting to the age where i'm starting to see more and more things come around for like second waves yeah. and like the like uh, young people are like getting into these things that like I was into when I was young yeah. um and yeah it's wild to see um I you know for me like I got into music you know when I was in middle school I was listening to you know things like Third Eye Blind and Eve Six yeah. and Fastball and then I got into like pop punk a little bit started listening to like Blink and some 41 and um yeah ended up finding a couple people um uh that like like the same music in, at my school and that's like pretty much the whole way my first band started and like um sort of like that decision like just those couple of people like started a band out of the blue and then like ended up getting signed and like that was like just such an odd decision tree to like happen over like just a couple people bonding over like a thrice song back in the day <laughs> <laughs> and you, you were know? pretty young when that was going down right um yeah so i started i started my first band when uh i was probably like 16. yeah um we went to a school here so i'm here in north carolina we went to a school in charlotte that there wasn't a lot of people in even into like the type of music i was into yeah. so there was just a few people and and one of my best friends of the day um he was a singer and uh the first metal band that got signed to victory uh a hero fake uh, so yeah i met justin and like we became best friends we like the same music um and, and we just started trying to recruit people to play and for a few years it was like terrible a terrible drummer terrible terrible bassist like we it was hard to find but eventually like we found like we became a solid band i think yeah. probably like one of my attributes that like maybe uh my wife might disagree sometimes is like i'm very very stubborn and like when when i have an idea or something in my head i get very like just determined to yeah. like see it through throw the blinders on and go for it like yeah and so i think that's probably my the um you know for what success i've had which you know isn't like the most amazing but i think that's sort of like been the biggest attribute that's sort of guided me is um just i have uh you know i have a pretty strong will and determination to like get something done um and i that's 
really pretty much what's driven me. Like, I think I'm a competent guitar player and I'm a decent songwriter, but I'm not, I don't sing. I'm not, I don't think I'm a virtuoso in any like sense, but like, I think that one attribute has really just like kept pushing me even to this day. Like the fact that I'm still like creating songs like 15 years later or whatever, like yeah, probably just down to that uh, determination to keep doing it. No, that's, that's important. And like, obviously there's something inside you that like compels you to do that. And like, I call it like the creative mystery. A lot of times we don't even know how to define it, but it's just this thing that's like ringing the doorbell, whether we want to answer it or not. And that's, like, <laughs> you know, where songs and books and movies all come from. And, you know, I, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? Like, I know everyone has a different creative process, but. Yeah, I think I, so. Um, mute, like when I create mute, I don't love the process of creating music. I think there's like sort of like this mythos around like you should love the process and that, sh that should be like, you'll be happy when you figure out how to love the process and not the like outcome. But that's definitely not true for me. Like yeah. the process of like writing music or really doing anything creatively. And, and my wife's a designer and like, I see the same sort of patterns uh, with, with her work. It's um, it's a struggle. Like it's hard, it's hard to create. And I think yeah. maybe that turns a lot of people off. Like they sort of like hear this romanticized, like artistic, like love of like the process. And then when they don't feel that they sort of just abandon it because they think it's not for them. But I would say probably like 90% of the time I'm like writing music or doing anything creative. It's frustrating. I have yeah. something in my head. I'm trying to get it out and figuring out how to get that thing out is hard. Yeah. Um, and then there's like that 10% of times where like it's clicking and like, mm -hmm. I'll have like one night a week where like the song that I've been like, I feel like shit at the end of the night. Cause I feel like it's going nowhere. Or like, I don't know like what I'm doing and then just it clicks and you have like that 10% of time where like, okay, I figured it out. This actually is really cool. And you finish it and you get to the end. And like, there is a sense of a, like, accomplishment like okay yeah i created this thing that i really enjoy and moving on to the next one but i was going to mention so uh yeah you talked about the accessibility of music especially nowadays right right um and how it's easy to pick up i think over the last 10 years or whatever with how recording has come down in prices and everyone is ha has ability to have a home studio where they can create like radio worthy songs like it's just it is amazing, you know. Yeah. When I was, yeah, when I was first like when I first got signed and starting out, it was still like okay, CD sales were like the thing, and you had to go spend like, you know, a ton of money at a studio, and there was still a lot of like these barriers and gatekeeping um, to like what people heard, and now it's just sort of a free for all, and like there's definitely been negative aspects of that, but I think overwhelmingly it's been. Positive. there's just more different things out right now yeah um and no, we were no, talking I, about yeah no, go ahead i was gonna say we were talking about like the trends in music like how yeah. so cool it was with like pop punk coming back um and i don't know this might just be my ignorance or naivety but i feel like there's more different styles trending at the same time now than there maybe was back in the day or maybe more than i was aware of you know, it felt like back then it was like a certain thing got hot for a couple of years, but now like there's like, if you want any type of like sort of niche genre, there's somebody new doing it. That's like, has like a following or like a scene around that. So um, I think that's, you know, one of the great things that sort of come out of the Spotify and home studio generation. Yeah. Well, I think like you said, just the way you can make a studio happen at your house. I mean, that was not always a thing. And like, I mean, I relate to that on the film side of things because, I mean, you know, it's still, you know, a challenge to get something made. But, you know, there's cameras in my closet that I use to make movies that, you know, 20 years ago you couldn't do. And, like, the quality was not 4K. And, like, you know, you'd maybe get lucky to get, like, a VHS camera. But, you know, it's weird how technology just catches up with us. But at the end of the day, like, the kernel of truth is that you still have to have, you know, a story, a song, a message. And, like, just because the the tech is there doesn't always make yeah. it easy and like and i think that's where i relate 
to what you said about not always loving the process because for me, I get really hard on myself creatively and I tell myself, well, you do have that camera just sitting there. Go use it. Go shoot something. Go make another movie. And, you know, I'm like, well, but then I got to call, you know, 15 people. I got to you know, figure <laughs> out an actor. I got to get wardrobe and microphone. And like, you know, it's all doable. And if it's something you really want to do, it has a funny way of working out. And like every time I've found a way to do it with really no money, because like, you know, I'm also in North Carolina and like, you know, I do things very indie um, and low budget, but you know, there are ways to do it. And even if it's just, you know, uh, me walking outside and, you know, just talking to someone on the street and making a little documentary, like that's a thing too. And, you know, I think it's like you said, it's that kernel of just wanting to do it for the reasons that are correct and not the reasons that are just like hustle culture or whatever else. Like, I feel like, you know, that's such a trap I fall into sometimes. Like you see people posting all this yeah. stuff and you're like, oh man, I've just been sitting here playing my Switch and like, do I, like, you know, or in PlayStation, like, I, do I need to be doing more? But sometimes you need those artistic breaks. Like, I don't know. Where do you fall yeah. in all that? <laughs> yeah, like social media, the way, um, I think it does sort of like, it is paralyzed, paralyzing quality where, um, on one hand, it makes you like, yeah, I the same way. Like if I spend a night and I don't come out here and try to do something and I like stay in and watch TV or like do something else fun or whatever, um, you have like a guilt that like, yeah. I don't have this much time on, like my time on earth is like finite, right? And if, right. I, if I don't do something today, like I, it almost feels like a failure or whatever. And then you're scrolling through TikTok, like, well, especially with TikTok now and how much content yeah. people are able to put out like a day. Like, you know, it is inspiring. But on the other hand, it's like, you feel like sometimes you're getting left behind or if you're not actively creating or like producing content, then like somehow you're not uh, supporting your vision or your dreams or whatever. Um, um, and yeah, so that, that can, I, I think that's just a tension of like, what you have to deal with today um but yeah i think like e even then like you know the people who are like you know going viral on tiktok like i'm sure that process is not super fun for them and like you know they're having to like uh yeah they're spending all day creating videos and editing videos and like having to post one out and like i'm sure after a year or whatever that gets super tedious and yeah. like they go through the same struggles or whatever but yeah. um but yeah, it, it, I, I go through that same pain. And so like, I, I have, I, I'm a father of three. Um, I have three daughters under, or three years and under now. Um, and so yeah, time is like even more finite than it ever was. And yeah. so like finding that balance and like what to give up as sort of like other hobbies to make room to like keep being creative and stuff is definitely a challenge. But, um, you know, like you said, like being able to have a home studio, where I can come out here and like create a song and send it to somebody and like have it like vocals tracked or have it mixed and like have a song ready to release. Um, that's definitely made it more like accessible and, and viable to like almost like any lifestyle that, you know, someone wants to live. Yeah. Well, and I think what's helped, like, I'm definitely not a pro at this, but like what's helped me a little bit with like the comparison mindset and like the, you know, content overload out there is like, I try to tell myself if I'm, you know, shooting something or writing a script or whatever, like I have to be doing it for, you know, a myself, but also I have to feel like I'm playing. I have to feel like it's playtime. Like I have to actually enjoy some of it. Like it doesn't have to be a, you know, perfect thing. Cause like, you know, part of honing your craft is like understanding you know, when a mix doesn't sound good or when, you know, a story beat is not working or a character is boring and not adding anything to the story. Like, there, you know, that's part of it. But there also has to be a little bit of that immersive experience, in my opinion, where you're just like, you know, remembering why you're doing this. And so for me, like, I often liken it to playing video games like you know when you play a good video game you get really get lost in it and the time flies by and like for me the same thing if i'm writing something you know it doesn't have to be perfect but i i do see you know an hour go by and i'm like oh man that's great like you know versus if i'm not feeling it i'm like oh i wrote a page and i look and it's like three minutes on the clock and you kind of don't feel like you're in the right <laughs> space like... i was uh I was talking to uh, the sing singer of our band brigades, Darren Young. Um, I was talking to him last night. Um, he's been he's been working a lot on. Uh, he's been doing this like solo project and stuff. He's a, one of the like best singers like what I've ever seen, but like definitely that like 
I've ever worked with. Like he's just got an amazing voice, super creative, like just a great songwriter, like knack for songwriting. Um, and we were having this like a very similar conversation last night because we both grew up, we both like were in bands in the like late aughts and then you know early 2010s and stuff. And even at that time, we were talking about, yeah, we would go, we would spend a year and a half writing songs, go to a studio every two years, um, pay like ten to twenty thousand dollars to be in a studio for you had a you know maybe two three weeks whatever it was and you had to get like you felt like when the record button went on you had to be perfect right and there's so much stress about like it being perfect because you weren't going to be back in the studio for another two years and there was just so much pressure and, and I remember like you would get mixes back and you know I was looking I have a like in drive I have some of my old like mix docs and just you know a hundred mix notes on like a cd on a cd of uh, yeah like an album about this one guitar note sounds odd or like this one drum hit is not like not the way I want it or whatever on like yeah. an hour-long album and just getting so like hyper analytical about it yeah. and so Darren you know he's been doing he set up his like home studio where he could like you know, he's basically writing a song almost like every day or whatever. Um, and that process of being able to record, like I noticed that for myself too, like tracking guitar um, here at home is being able to do it every day, just like builds the, like there's this recording, there's a difference between like writing, performing and recording, like the mm. skill set you need to have as like a player, a vocalist and a mindset. And being able to practice that every day, like builds that muscle in a way that you would never have if you were um, doing like, you know, the traditional going to a studio every two years, touring, writing, coming back. Like you never, you never become a master of actually recording unless, you know, you're like a studio musician or something. So I think that's one of the really cool benefits we have now is like the next time, you know, I might never need to go back to like a super expensive studio. But if I ever do, like, um, you know, I've spent the last handful of years tracking myself. And so, like, being worried about the play button being hit and, like, yeah. having to be perfect and being, like, tight or whatever. Like, I feel like I have that muscle so much better strength than now than I would have in the past. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Like, that's great that you've taken that pressure off of yourself because I feel like as creatives, we just put so much pressure on ourselves. And I think it's getting in the groove and treating it like, you know, like a muscle that you work out at a gym, like, you know, you're running, you're lifting weights, you're doing whatever you're just like, you know, it's not about the end product. It's about like getting in a, in a rhythm and a groove. And like, I feel like that's what we all struggle with. Cause I always relate to that because, you know, a lot of times when I go shoot a movie or something, we'll be out doing it for two or three weeks. And I feel like it's always the last few days where we're like all on the same page, everything's moving like clockwork and then it's done. And it's like, Oh, but that's because we, you know, spent the first two weeks doing it and doing it and doing it. And then we all kind of figured yeah. it out just in time for it all to be done. And so like, you know, like, <laughs> that's the, that's the catch 22. And it's like, if you stay, you know, doing it on your own time and like, you know, tracking yourself or doing little exercises uh, on your craft that, you know, keep you sharp, like that definitely helps take the pressure off. Cause I think so much of the pressure I find is like self-inflicted. Oh yeah. 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 I, yeah. I think it can be, that can be paralyzing too is, yeah, you, you want something to be so perfect. I, I'm interested. So like I asked a lot of people this question, but for you as like a videographer, um, when you get writer's block, what's like, a, what's like a technique that you go to or like, how do you yeah. usually like deal with a situation where you're like, you don't feel like you have something like you're not yeah. inspired, you know? Yeah. I feel like for me, one of two things happens. I either have, this is one I've done a lot lately in the pandemic where I feel like I haven't wrote just one movie or story or script consistently. I've got like two or three and I kind of ping pong between the two. Like I've got like a surreal movie I'm writing, a horror movie I'm writing and like a drama and they're, none of them are alike. So for me, what's helped is like ping ponging around 
so it's maybe it's ADHD or something. But yeah, like, it helps me. Like if I get if I hit a wall in the horror movie, then I'll just go over to the like surreal movie and like yeah. there's no rules because it's like surreal, so you can just do whatever. And so that's kind of fun. And then one, you know, and then eventually that's too much freedom. And then you need something like very specific, two people in a room talking to one another. So then I'll go to the drama, kind of my yeah. that a little bit. But yeah, that's one way. And the other way too is just taking taking good breaks, like. I feel like the uh, last year has been tricky because, you know, there has not been a lot of opportunity to, you know, play live or do film screenings or, you know, all that for us artists out there. But like, I think in a way it's helped me like synthesize some of the last few years in ways I hadn't before. Um, you know, we all didn't really have a choice, but like, you know, it's like, I think some of that ability to just sit quiet has helped me, um, you know, process things, I think artistically. Yeah. So having like, uh, having like parallel things in process, right? So it's yeah. not like do or die on like one thing, yeah. right? And, and it helps, you're right, that's a good way to put it. It, it. it lets some of the air out of the balloon a little bit. So you don't have to have everything inflated on this one project that, you know, if it fails, if that balloon pops, then it's like, <laughs> oh no, I put, you know, all every egg in that basket or whatever. And, you know, it doesn't yeah. kind of feel like the sky is falling. Um, also, I think for me, like, I don't know, I'm. I just don't take it as seriously. Like I, I feel like as an artist, I'm trying my best and I think I'm doing my best work, you know, because I'm older and I'm, you know, learning things and growing. But I also, at the same time, I'm just like, it's just a movie. Like it doesn't, <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it matters, but it also doesn't. Like, I don't know, that's helped me a little bit. Um, cool, yeah, no, it, it's interesting just to hear, yeah. like, yeah, perspectives on that. Um, yeah. No, I appreciate you asking that because I think that's something people um, definitely, you know, run into at one point. If you if you do the art creative thing long enough, you're bound to hit the roadblock of a you know writer's block. So yeah, um, yeah, I was um, I, I sort of like yeah, I feel the same way. I think it. I think when you yeah, when you're able to have like multiple things that are different that you're working on, it can give you like. Yeah you have like more ways you can be successful every day, depending on like um, what mood you're in or what you feel like doing. And I think, yeah, we talked about like being like having this like romanticized vision of what art is and what it feels like doing it. And at least for me, like I know I'm not inspired like every day, like is like, it's rare that like I'm inspired and like I have like I, I, I get driven to like put this thing out. Like it's hard to be inspired, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you know, you're, you're in your routine. Everything feels like the same and you have your like daily like stress or whatever. And like, you're not, you're, you know, not every day you feel great. And so to be inspired is hard. So I think it's, I think it's okay not to be inspired and like be able when you have multiple outlets to like do different types of things it can make it a little bit easier to like switch to something and like feel good about getting something done um i think one thing i do like one writer's block technique i have for like individual things is especially like when i feel like i feel like i'm not getting the things in my head out or like my ideas are trash and like, I just feel like, you know, it, like worthless or whatever is I try to write the, like the most um, cliche thing I can write. Mm. So like, um, I'll take like a, a old Taylor Swift song and be like, all right, I'm going to write like a version of this song. Yeah. Or um, if I'm writing rock, like listening to like the most basic, like, mm. you know, simple plan song or something old, like just listening yeah. to something that is like very conceptually simple right and being like okay just try to like try to write this song and then i i feel like um yeah once you start and like i can get to like the first verse or whatever and then things start clicking you start like having inspiration and like just the act of being in the motion of doing something yeah. like get you going right and the hardest part is just you're staring at like an empty timeline and like i need to put a note on there and i don't know yeah. where to start so just even being in motion at some point is enough to like get you to like where you need to be next because if you don't move at all you'll never find where that is but at least if you're moving like you might find a, 
idea out here in left field that you would never have thought of and that like chains to a bunch of different things and like can just get you going like in those times especially like, at least for me like i feel like i just gotta push myself to be in motion and putting stuff down and eventually like yeah. something will come out no, and it feels like it feels like i have no more songs than me every yeah. day and then like yeah, somehow it happened too. you know like yeah. if you told me i had to write 10 songs in the next like couple months i would like yeah i don't feel like i could do that but like if you just start doing it it happens and yeah that's at least at least helps me go yeah that's like uh one of the one of the folks we've had on the the show was talking about writing just 30 minutes a day just sitting yeah. down at a table and just i mean and obviously that's very easier said than done but at the same time like you know, even just having the routine, like we talked about earlier, that's super helpful. And like, you know, breaking things down. I love that advice. That's great. Like breaking down something to the simplest form. And like, you know, I think artistically, we can judge things that are simplified or basic because we're like, oh, you know, that's been done. What am I going to yeah. add to that? But a lot of times what you said is, is really cool because it's not really about you adding or reinventing the wheel. Like the wheel's already there. You just need to start rolling the wheel and then the momentum <laughs> will come. Like, like for me, I love writing scenes in my movies where it's like eventually like weird things happen. Like I've written movies with circuses and panda bears and just like weird things to make it interesting. Like, you know, to yeah. keep people watching. Cause that's unfortunately, you know, it's part of it. And, and <laughs> yeah. it's also fun to do, but like at yeah. the end of the day, like the characters in all these movies and all these zany situations eventually like find themselves in a room talking one-on-one -on -one about something that's, you know, important to them. And like, that's the meat and the heart of the story. And like, you know, I could start there. I could just start, you know, two people sitting in a room talking, but that's, you know, it can be done, but that's hard to, you know, write a whole 90 minute movie of just two people talking in one room. Cause like, how do you keep that engaging? And you know, that's yeah. a tall order. But for me, my brain is like five minutes into the conversation, someone else walks in the room or, you know, a baseball flies through the door. And then that's like new things that you're adding to that creative outlet. And that's getting the wheel rolling. Kind of like you said about breaking something down and adding to it. So I think it's just starting. Like, I know that's very easier said than done, but yeah. So yeah. starting is hard. That's why, like, yeah, I think having like yeah. some tricks to get started. Yes. Like, yeah, it can make all the difference. Like it is so hard at the end of the day. Like I'm, I put my kids to bed. I'm exhausted. Yeah you know to like turn everything on and like have an idea come out so like yeah tricking myself to do that in some way is like probably like the best thing i've been able to like learn to like keep going but but yeah um yeah and like you said it's like the idea of the idea of perfection can be like a little paralyzing too where um i definitely felt this like when i was younger like in our first um yeah in our metal band when you know, you knew, you know, you were going in the studio, you were recording, you knew this album was going to like, you're going to read the Lambgoat reviews. You're going to read like all the, like the reviews and like AP or whatever it was. Yeah. And, um, and like, it was so, you felt like you had to push so far, um, especially in the genre you're in. And it's sort of like, I think it's sort of why I got uh, just a bit tired of writing like that kind of, like metal um we sort of we sort of got lumped into this like progressive metal progressive rock type thing early on and so every album became about okay how far can we push this yeah. and it's just instead of instead of being like you know you're breaking down like a song to its like a most elemental form like there's a reason people like two four beats like mm -hmm. it's like it works. It's I easy, mean, it, yeah. easy to get into. Like right. that's what that's what people like. And so when you spend like every waking moment trying to figure out, okay, I want to have like this odd time signature here, and it needs to like have a chord change, like a key change in the middle, and we're gonna slow the tempo down, and we're gonna like you're trying to throw every single idea into a song. It's like it's just overwhelming. And no, and and then you do all that, and at the end, like the reviews aren't perfect and it just it it hurts right and so um yeah the bands that like really can push that down or forward like those people are just like insane just insane like and i have uh such an appreciation for like how they can do it but for me that was that sort of like led me into like okay maybe i want to look at maybe different genres where like i can focus more on 
songwriting and less on like the technical or like the amazement of like yeah. the instruments or whatever you know like i feel like i'm a pretty decent guitarist but i'm not you know i'm not in the like upper tier of like metal guitarists that are just can like shred all day long and like have like you know I, you see it on tiktok now there's just so there's so many guitarists out there that just blow my mind every day um and so and so yeah switching from that and just focusing on like writing songs and that's what um yeah tiny ghost like our indie pop project is so freeing for me is i'm not worried about like what people think about it because it's like something new and it's yeah. not metal or like punk or whatever like no one's gonna care if it's has a certain like if it's you know heavy enough or if it has enough like uh guitar work or whatever i get to just focus on writing a song and so like that's very freeing and it it, it makes it a lot more like satisfying you know um and it's just another muscle to like kind of work on too i think Le i think there's a difference between yeah songwriting and then like uh part composing which is yeah sort of like how i like write metal you're like composing parts to be together instead of like writing a you know, holistic song yeah no it's funny like what you were saying like we all do that where it's like you talk about when you were you know in your first band it was just so make or break because obviously you know at that time you were signed and you were trying to figure things out and you were hoping for the best and obviously you know there's just so much pressure that's put on yourself but it, it, at the same time you're not even living in that moment you're thinking you know how will this be perceived before you even hit record you know think our brains are so funny because our brains do that to us and I relate to that a lot because like when I first started I got really bad burnout after my first few films and you know I'm still relatively young and I, you know, look forward to having a lot more learning and growing to do. But, you know, I think it's just not taking it seriously and realizing that like, this is the long game that we should be playing. I think, you know, this, this one project, whatever we're doing is not always going to be the make or break. And I think, you know, you're talking about the, the indie pop project, like being freeing, like, of, of course it's freeing. Cause you know, to you, uh, it's a way to play again. It's a way to experiment. It's a way to just try something like, you know, um, and, and by the way, I loved the Animal Crossing video. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you saw that? Interesting. I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, that was that was pretty fun to do. Yeah, um, I love Animal Crossing. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was fun too. I, that was like, very creative. So um, yeah, we uh, it's fun. So we we uh, Diane and I we grew up together, and we like we were really big into like early like 2000s emo and stuff so like yeah. afi further seems forever um and so we're like let you know let's just do a cover song of like something we love like it, it'll be fun and we ended up doing like picking that like an old yeah. afi song which was super fun um and just doing it in that sort of like dreamy indie pop style um i mean i i actually like i really love how it came out um just be yeah it was just like it was really awesome to like put that together and i think that's sort of like um what makes a cover sometimes sort of like you already have the structure of the song and everything there and you're just like getting to be a creative on top of it um and so that that, that was super fun and and um yeah and doing the animal crossing video we saw so we we have a band from durham's uh sylvan esso it's like a big pop band now um I think they did something they, they did something similar where they uh actually they did like a real video for a song and then did an Animal Crossing video of it like one to one yeah. or whatever, which was really cool. Um but this was during so we wanted to do a video, but it was during the pandemic and we couldn't get together, we couldn't do anything. Yeah. And so um I like hunted hunted down the people who did this video and was like, hey, like we're trying to find a way to like put something visual out and like I think um, this just would be really like cool to do and it'd be like really cute or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it'd just be fun to like do it. And um, yeah, we found it was just these two guys. Um, and yeah, they just uh, were like, this is our idea. This is sort of like the atmosphere we're thinking, blah, blah, blah. And they like put it together in like a couple of weeks. And nice. Uh, and, yeah, it turned out like yeah. really cool. And so, um, yeah, it was just like fun to do something weird, like a weird yeah, video like yeah. that, you know? Yeah, sometimes you've got to just do something out of left field to like reset your 
you know, creative equilibrium, you know, I mean, why yeah, not? I mean, yeah, especially like when, yeah, you can't, you can't be physically together yeah. to do anything, um, like just finding something else to do. But, uh, but yeah, that, that was super fun. Um, I do want to do like a real video for some, some of the yeah. stuff. So we have, um, we have like a handful of tracks where we're like, we have now, like we're, we're in the process of like getting ready to release, but like, it would be cool to do a real video and like, I don't know. Yeah. Do like a real, like sort of, um, yeah. indie pop type, uh, thing and keep exploring that. But, um, but yeah. Fun. That's awesome, man. Um, well, I know you're also based in North Carolina. Like, I'd love to just pick your brain on like, what does it mean to you to be based here? And like, you know, there are artists doing our thing out here. You know, you don't always have to be in New York or LA, like, you know, obviously that helps, but it, it doesn't always make or break it, especially, uh, you know, as we saw during the pandemic, you know, the internet really breaks down a lot of these barriers that, you know, locations may have once held. I grew up in North Carolina. Um, I love North Carolina. Yeah, I toured for a while and I got to see a lot of different places and uh, there's a lot of cool places out there, but I always like, I always just loved, like, I love my home state. Um, and, uh, you know, we've had like, I think North Carolina, um, you know, it's hard to tell be based here, but, you know, I think there, there's a lot of music that has come out of the area that, um, you know, you know, North Carolina has always sort of had this like healthy mu music scene, right? You know, they whether really it's have, been like uh... Chapel Hill, Durham area, like Raleigh, Charlotte, like, and even like Wilmington on the coast, like there's sort of always been, you know, uh, uh, a cohort of like artists or whatever at any any decade that have sort of like you know carried the flag of North Carolina music right um and so for me growing up it was like bands like Host Fall or um you know Between the Barrier to Me or whatever that you know came out of Charlotte area and like got big and like really like inspired like oh like these bands like from my town can do this yeah um and so uh yeah I, I like being in North Carolina um the cost of living is still relatively low, um, which makes things easier, uh, yeah. especially when you have a family and you need a lot of space. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I love it here. I think, you know, if I was young, if, if I was like 20 years old, like, yeah, it'd be great to move to New York or like Nashville or LA or whatever and spend some time like um, there. But like the point in my life now, like this makes all the sense in the world just because like I have the room, I have the space um and it really like allows me to like yeah yeah to have the tools to like kind of do the things i want to do on a daily basis no a thousand percent i love that and you know for me i feel like it's i enjoy making work places where people sometimes don't expect it even if there are people who've done it before and like scenes that are thriving and like you know people are just uh you know not always expecting it to happen so it's like more, more fun to collaborate because sometimes people are just more game to do something here uh, that's just like a weird experimental project or maybe in New York, they would be like, Oh, I don't have time for that or whatever. Um, you know, yeah. I, find, I find there's a lot of like, why not here, which I, <laughs> which I thrive on. I love why not, because like, why not is what leads to like a lot of really fun projects and artistic growth, I think. Um, and the Bojangles doesn't hurt either. I love Bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't get that everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, Bojangles is great. Cookout is great. Yeah, gotta get the um, tray. Yeah, cookout tray is amazing. Yeah, especially on tour, that value you can be, yeah. you know? <laughs> you can load that thing up for like five bucks. Yeah, so like when we get to places where there's like no cookouts or it was like, um, the Midwest was always interesting because it was like, you know, you had like the national chains, but you yeah. had like culvers and stuff but there was nothing really like comparable to like yeah. a cookout and how much food you could get for the money so <laughs> culvers is delicious but it is uh like all the grease and all the cheese compact <laughs> into one burger it is delicious but the 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 variety you don't quite get like a cookout choice <laughs> no uh, i am excited so i don't know if you've tried this so no wait did i try it no, I don't think I've tried it yet. So Bojangles has a new chicken sandwich, right? I actually just tried that. I was uh, going up to the mountains with my wife like two weeks ago. And yeah. uh, it's been sold out everywhere around me in Raleigh for some reason. Oh, no. Um, but we were like somewhere past like uh, Chapel Hill going west. 
and we just stopped at Bojangles for lunch and they had it and it, it was really good actually. Yeah, I, I am a big Bojangles stan. I will say that, but Same. you're in good company. Um, there's a couple of things about Bojangles that could be better. <laughs> yeah. One, I, yeah, like I, the chicken fillet sandwich and biscuit, like it is unique and all right. But like, yeah. I think over the years you realize sort of like, it's not the best quality thing yeah. <laughs> in the world. And the seasoning uh, so, varies depending yeah. where you are in the state. Probably for the best for me that Bojangles <laughs> has like a long way. Cause sometimes I'm just like, it's not worth it. And I'll just like go home, <laughs> but I'm like, no, I wish I got it, but it's probably for the best. Like, but I will say I, I do stand them despite, you know, you kind of have to love it to hate some parts of it. Like, you know, I do stand, uh, you know, the fries when they're seasoned correctly. And they're, I think their fries are, are probably the best. One of the best. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love them. Yeah. 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 I, we got to do a whole Bojangles podcast next time. I was like, we, yeah, we I, 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 I would do a, a food or a snack, <laughs> snack or whatever. I could talk for days. So, Same. Yeah. I, yeah. I, um, I used to do this podcast with my wife and, and our friend, uh, Eat Your Heart Out, which is a, like, nice. <laughs> a snack and like candy podcast nice. we did for, for a year or so um, before COVID or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like my, I am like, I, I have a lot of opinions about <laughs> junk food. <laughs> hey, that, that is a, a wonderful corner of the internet. Like when, <laughs> when I'm hibernating and I need to like not, work on something i will go watch like hot ones that is a happy place on the internet for me <laughs> i got i got called out i remember being on tour in like 2011 or something and uh one of the bands that was with us you know, this has been outline in color um everybody's like either like you know on social media or like uh scrolling through whatever um and i was <laughs> I used to read this site called candyblog.net and it was just like this girl who would like review candies on this like website that looked like it was built in the early nineties. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. And like they eventually called on it. Like yeah. when I was just like scrolling, I was usually reading like candy reviews and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, I don't know. For you got to know which like, ones to buy when you're like stopping on tour and like hitting the gas station. Yeah. You know, I want to know what's out there. What is yeah. the new thing to try, you know? You're being educated. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That, that is that is dope. Um, well, before we land the plane and finish the podcast, I want to ask you, too, about the, like, the tech side of things real quick and, like, you know, okay. you're working at Facebook. And I know you mentioned you've seen some interesting, like, overlaps between, like, tech and creativity. Like, h- how does that work for you, you know, working there, getting that done, and also, like, tying in your artistic brain to that? Yeah, so um, when um, when our victory band ended up, um, we ca- called it quits. I thought I was gonna go get into um, like the business side of music, right? Yeah. Um, and so um, we actually that band got signed while I was in college. So I had already like graduated college before we started touring full time. Um, I was like a business major, and I always thought like I'm just gonna get into yeah. the music side of business. Uh, or the business side of music. And um, so I got into like artist management and like some tour booking and stuff like that. And honestly, like, I just like, I did not like it. It was, it, it didn't fulfill me. And I didn't yeah. feel like that was what I was really good at. Yeah. Um, and so my entire life, I have, I had always been really um, into like technology and like how software and like products work. And I was just naturally good at that type of like work yeah and so um after like um i did like the music business type stuff for a little bit like i found a place here in charlotte like an incubator that was looking for like a junior product manager or whatever um and i got into that and spent like a couple years like um uh, working with a bunch of different startups like helping uh you know do like user stories and build out like products and features and like name businesses and like pretty much be like front to end like creating products like from nothing into like something and like having these like startups go on and like get funding and like become like you know either be successful or not but like being able to like build like different types of products out was super helpful um and eventually um yeah i just kept going down product like kept working at it and it felt like 
I, I unlike in the like the business side of music, I felt really good at this. Yeah. And it felt natural and it wasn't it wasn't like a struggle every day. Like I felt yeah, it just felt like na- it came a little bit more naturally to me and and that sort of like just propelled me to ke- keep going. Um and then um I was working for a company here in Charlotte last year and like right when covid hit um my wife was pregnant with twins like we were both working at home or whatever and um yeah a recruiter reached out from facebook and um i think at the time they didn't have like a remote work policy um but covid had just hit and recruiter was like why don't you just do like the interviews they're all remote now anyway so um who knows what's gonna happen with covid you know might as well just see what happens and um like nine months and 30 interviews later or whatever it was like um <laughs> i ended up getting like an offer and um now i work permanently remote yeah. uh for facebook i'm on a, a design team there um i'm probably manager for like a, um, a new design uh a new design system um, yeah. we're building so um and i that's sort of love like i love design i love technology like it's sort of like a perfect fit for me and like awesome. i i really just enjoy doing that um yeah but yeah sort of a weird path to get there but i will say that um i think being in a band like uh you know i i missed out on like very early career years of my life and we talked about like the make or break mm-hmm. thing early on where like yeah when when i started to get you know i was like 24 25 and we were about to put out another metal album and it felt like if this doesn't click then like then like it's make or break you know we have um i have to find something else because all my other friends are starting to like move up in their jobs and like have families and like be able to like afford like a place to live (laughs) and and so that pressure just built and built and built um but uh but yeah being in a band i think it's very similar to like i think product management and even just like product management in general where um you know, I, like I said, my skill wasn't necessarily I was the best songwriter or like the best anything, but I was really determined to get something done. And so that skill of like, you have five people and three, and they all are very different and, and in general difficult to work with and um, all have their own skills and assets and figuring out how can we make something like worthwhile out of this group of people and like, what is the process that we need to put together so that yeah. in six months we ha- have like an album written or that we accomplish this goal. So like that, th- you know, that part of it about like developing a workflow and setting goals and figuring out how to achieve them and like, and not giving up when, when shit got really hard and it felt like there was like no way through. I think that really developed the skill set of like, yeah, like uh, just collaboration and, and focusing on like the like critical path to get something done is very similar to like a lot of the problems like I work on today, you know, in my work work, you know, yeah. it's, hey, we gotta get this thing done. It feels like we can't do it because of this. Like, what do we yeah. do? And like, just problem solving that is something I think, yeah, just being in music and being the like doing it for so long, you, you really strengthen that part of like your problem solving. And so, and it gives me this like perspective that I think a lot of people I work with or like just in this in, uh, industry in general, maybe don't have. Yeah. You know, they're coming more from like out of school, you get an internship, you get a job and you're in it. But having like a, just a different uh, 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 view on certain like problems are, are just the like extreme difficulty sometimes being in a, like a touring band is, uh, gives you just like a perspective where you can like answer uh, find solutions for problems in different ways than, than maybe someone else would. So I think it's really benefited me. Uh, this might just be hindsight and I'm just telling myself this to feel good, but, um, uh, no, it but sounds yeah, I like feel it like, has. like I was going to say the, it sounds like the path least traveled gave you some like, you know, tools and outlooks that, you know, you probably wouldn't have got if you went the more traditional way. And like, you're able to loop that in and see things in your teammates and people kind of like you said, that you saw in a band and like, how do you make, you know, five to 10 very different people with different work styles, like, you know, balance together to take a piece of this and a piece of that to actually like make something, you know, unique and different. And like, I mean, you talk about, you know, design and the way we interact with 
you know, social media and apps. And like, I mean, that's so much of our life now. Like, why do you click this? What compels you to scroll by that in terms of this person or that person posting? Something? Yeah. Like, you know, it, it is fascinating. And like, it, it, I think it all boils down to like creativity is problem solving. Like, I think yeah. it's, it's little problems like, you know, how do you get this sound on this guitar riff to sound just a little bit better to match what you thought in your head? And it may never get there a hundred percent, but you're, you're even just 10% closer. You feel like you did something like, I think that's yeah, what's major. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that is, it's being dis disciplined enough yeah. to like work something to its fullest. Cause even if you don't get there, like yeah. you learn something valuable in the process that you can, that you can use in some other way. Um, and I think that's really hard. Um, you know, it's not natural for a lot of people. And I think, yeah, even for me, like it's really hard sometimes, but you know, setting up processes so that you, that you like sort of like either trick yourself into doing it, you know, for, for me, like right now, like one, one of the like struggles I have is, you know, I don't have all day. Like I don't have a weekend to work on music or like, after work, I don't have after work to work on music. You know, I work all day. I then, you know, hang out with my kids and family, do dinners, bath, get them ready for bed, make lunch. And by the time I'm done with that, like I'm drained. You know, right. and the last thing I want to do is like be creative. Um, and so, yeah, one of the things I do is like before, like before I actually work, work, I just make a list of like, okay, what are the things that like, I could do after work today, like creatively, that would, yeah. um, um, that would be like my goals. It, even if it's just like write one like first or, yeah. um, fix, uh, you know, edit this guitar part you recorded yesterday or whatever. And as long as like, I have something in mind already, like it's easier to like, just go and do it. And like, once I'm done, I feel better about myself. I don't feel like I just sat at the computer and did nothing. I, I yeah. feel like I got at least got something done. Yeah, no, that, well, that feeds about perfect. Like, this is the last question I ask everyone to kind of like land the plane on the podcast, uh, if you will. And it's basically like, what advice do you give to yourself to stay creative and like convince yourself, you know, pun intended to be creative. And like, um, it sounds to me like, you know, that forward momentum uh, helps a lot and just, you know, really just doing one small thing a day, uh, even if it's just reviewing something you did yesterday and letting it marinate a little bit in your mind, like. Yeah, yeah, for me, it's, um, yeah, we talked about this too, but lowering, lowering the pressure on yourself and being okay with creating something that's bad, right? Yeah. Because, yeah, just being in the motion of doing something, um, it's gonna, it, it may not get you there right now, or it might not get you to where you think you want to be, but it's going to help you get somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, and, and just being a little bit more, yeah that having a little confidence in that you'll figure it out when that time comes just being emotion instead of like you know just sitting there and feeling like crap because nothing's inspiring you yeah just being emotion and letting that sort of like your natural instincts take over and being okay like writing some of the shit like what's great about being in a home studio is i've written a lot of shit that like we'll never see the light light of day like i'll write it um and after an hour i'm like yeah this is like terrible but, yeah. uh, you know, the next day I do the same thing and it's like, oh, well, this like little cool idea came out of it and it, yeah. I can expand on it or whatever. So um, I think, yeah, just having, just doing something and letting like those spark, like giving the room for those sparks to happen. Right. Um, it's just so important. And, and that's sort of like, yeah, what I, what I just keep coming back to. That's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, I couldn't have said it better. Like just keeping yourself accountable and even if you mine, one percent of what you think is a bad idea that one percent really can help you move ahead and just keep the momentum going because i think like there is something to be said about creativity that compels us to do it and like it's what i said about just sort of a mystery at the end of the day uh but you you get there by going you get there by walking forward you get there by doing um you know whether it's big or small and and i think that's what helps us uh you know as creative people you know do it at the end of the day um well well eric yeah this was awesome thank you i appreciate your time your insight um, yeah yeah like where can folks find your work and your music and everything else you're doing yeah um yeah this has been great so um uh my band brigades were 
pretty much all yeah music service you can find yeah. us um um where we'll have uh we don't have any like uh any new stuff like right on the horizon but we'll have new stuff coming soon we just released uh you know a bunch of songs over the last like year even during covid we were releasing a lot of stuff so um yeah find us spotify youtube wherever you want to look um and then tiny ghost uh same stuff we have our animal crossing video which is super yes, cute if you're into out. that <laughs> yeah that was dope. um yeah and if you like our whole yeah our whole like sort of vision behind tiny ghost is like okay we we love early 2000s like emo we also love like new like any pop things like fickle friends or like bill murray or pillongs that kind of stuff like and like taking that stuff together and and creating this sort of like emo indie pop stuff or whatever um but yeah it's just sort of like all right like um the crazy idea is i could never do like i would never do in like a rock or metal band i get to do here and like really um be creative so um we'll have we're working on yeah stuff right now and we'll have uh we'll probably have stuff out by the end of the year that um yeah will be new and um i'm really excited about sweet well y'all go listen to all that music it's really dope stuff eric thank you again i think this was a super insightful conversation um and anyone else who's listening keep up with us we have video episodes on youtube audio wherever you get your podcasts subscribe all that good stuff and uh, we'll see you in the next episode thanks again everyone